and the greatest. I miss Billy Mays. That dude partied like everything was 1995. Hi, welcome to Journey Earbuds, <laughs> the only podcast that is taking a hard stance that saying Zach Efron is too good looking. <laughs> My name is Judd. I'm your host every week, but now I'm sitting here with a new guest. She's a stand-up comedian here in Milwaukee. She's one of 23 people from the UP. Her name <laughs> is Regan Nimala. Regan, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you, Judd? I'm doing well. I'm doing. I'm gonna turn myself down. I can hear myself way too loud. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. This is about me. It's yeah. <laughs> this is your time to shine. Thank you. We are sitting in a lovely park and uh, on a Tuesday drinking some beers yeah. after work. It's nice. It is nice. nice. Now, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? I would have been doing. Well, I will be have doing done <laughs> <laughs> who knows what time it is oh well, i want to say three years in october so i'm like two and a half but i don't count the covid months <laughs> yeah it's very weird i was ta- we were talking to gary earlier on the podcast about this what do we call this because you're not really doing comedy you're not writing you're like not performing as much yeah so it's just like a hiatus i've been everybody. watching a lot and I've been writing a lot of what would fail at a mic, so that's good to keep that string of failures rolling. Yeah. Now, now you moved to Milwaukee when? Uh, same, 2017. So around the same time you started doing comedy? I, yeah, I moved here in at the end of July of 2017, and I started comedy October 2nd. That's awesome. Yeah. So everyone probably asks this. I mean, yeah. I get asked it all the time. What started it? What made you go into comedy? What <laughs> was the thing? So when I was living in Madison, I went to school there prior to moving here. And I lived like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes from Comedy on State. So I I would go to the mic pretty much every Wednesday. I also would go, they have a mic in Madison at, uh, they have one at Rigby, but... Argus, excuse me, is the other bit kind of big one there. And so I was just going as a student, but I knew a lot of the people there, and I wanted to do it, but I was kind of chicken shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, because it's very intimidating getting <laughs> on stage for the first time, yeah. not knowing how any of it goes. No, no, especially when you know people in the crowd. When I got to Milwaukee, I had that kind of level of anonymity. Anonymity? And, uh, and an- in Anonymity. Anonymity. I was anonymous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You worked for the hacker company Anonymous. Where where when I did stupid shit like that, at least nobody would know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of cool. Me and Tan talked about this. Uh, Having your friends there is fun. Good. Yeah. Nice. But 100% rather do comedy for none of my friends. (laughs) Yeah. No, 1,000%. I I had a weird random unpaid gig at Bremen uh, Cafe, which is a local um, open mic in Milwaukee. And two of my friends, I post about it on Facebook, just casual, you know, like you do. Mm -hmm. Two of my friends drove from Madison to watch me. And they were the only two people in the audience. Oh. And it was like, I was maybe a year in. It was awful. It was the worst thing. But then you have to do the thing of explaining what's about to happen. Or yeah. like after, you're like, I'm sorry, that's not usually how they go. Or- I think I told them, I was like, you. I, I think it was maybe rude. I, was, I told them, I was like, you have to let me know when you want to come. And I'll make sure it's a show. Because that's the thing about unpaid gigs that are not ticketed either. Is there's no guarantee of an audience. So I would just never ask them to drive to something that I knew there wasn't a guaranteed audience at you know so I, I mean yeah that's an early on thing like early on I wouldn't want to invite my friends to everything I'm like mm. yeah I'm gonna do comedy here and it's just like karma open mic <laughs> on a Wednesday I'm like no, no. 
<laughs> but now in the earlier, if I if I know it's like an actual show and there's gonna be an audience, then maybe. But yeah. also sometimes I don't like my set's gonna be old. They probably already seen it. I don't even care if anyone shows to that either. Yeah, no, you know? totally. Well, and that was kind of when I moved to Milwaukee. I started. I didn't really have friends here, to be honest with you. I didn't really know anybody, so it's not. I had the a glorious early start in comedy where even if I wanted to bring friends, especially when you first start, like. I definitely saw people bring friends when they first start now that I've been doing it and you can get a little boost from your friends being in the crowd. Yeah. I didn't ever have that luxury because <laughs> I didn't know anybody and all my friends were comics here yeah. and still are all comics here with the exception of a few. My first comedy gig, like yeah. my first like uh, open mic was like open mic competition at the uh, the comedy cafe when it was on East Brady. That's the first place that, you did. That was the first time it was on there. Is in competition. I brought so many friends. Yeah. And it's all fan voted. <laughs> so you. Won. I won the competition <laughs> my first. Time. I cheater. thought I was like the best comedian ever. <laughs> but then you get a you get a. Uh, You're a, the best friend ever, John. Yeah, but then you get like you get basically a gig for a professional. You just open for them. Oh. And then I did that as my second time with none of my friends there. With now how imagine how much that went that, terrible. Oh, I'm not no. gonna lie, it was a real kick in the back, real roller coaster of emotion. That's why you don't want to do those yes. competitions. They're yeah. a bad and, idea. But but <laughs> looking back, I didn't know it was my oh, first yeah. thing. Why know? would you? Yeah, no, that's yeah. just something you. After about a year or so, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that would have been so. Comedy Cafe, you probably so you. it literally closed and was tore down the fall that I got here. Because I actually originally lived right down the block from that, so I was stoked. I was like, "There's a comedy place right down my block." When I first got here, I was like, "I'm gonna go try stand up there," and then it was closed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so. I mean, I like the they went they were on East Brady and then they moved to like the old world third for a little bit oh did they okay yeah and they were it was like above a bar and it was okay but it sounds rough yeah it, 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 it closed for a reason yeah yeah, um, yeah but yeah but so you went to madison yep mm-hmm. and coming from the up how, what was that what was that change in the venue so i actually moved to wisconsin i grew up in the upper peninsula but i did um spend about 50 50 percent of my time between the up and wisconsin starting around when i was 10 that's when my mom moved to wisconsin and where in wisconsin uh, she, she uh, Bellevue. We want the address. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> a lot of childhood trauma blocking that out. Uh, no, but she lived near Green Bay. Oh, nice. Um, and then my dad stayed in the UP, so I was kind of back and forth. So that transition wasn't too bad. I think that I did get a, but that, that's still pretty small town up there. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were in like a, a kind of like an outside suburb, and then we lived in Pulaski, Wisconsin, and yeah. and um. Shano, I want to say. No, Ooh. it's not Shano. I was just there. Is last it? Week. Yeah, no, it's not Shano. But I have been to Shano. Yeah, did you have a show? At a, at a wedding. At a in you, a barn. You did comedy? No, I no, a, I was I was at a wedding in a oh, barn. Oh, you were at a wedding. Okay. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I Imagine like, doing comedy for a. <laughs> these people are never gonna last. <laughs> That's a horrible idea for a wedding so to book a comedian. My cousin <laughs> asked me if I wanted to do comedy. No. At his wedding, and I was no. I was flattered, but also. I've never met his wife even. No. So I was like, yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. They have to have seen your material, both parties, before they dictate if that's a family yeah. event type type. Well, also, it's like, thing. what do you do? You roast the couple? <laughs> you yeah. can't do jokes that, like... <laughs> 
guys, you guys remember traffic or anything? You know, it's like stupid stuff like that. Look at this bitch. Thought this dress was was <laughs> wedding ready? No way. Isn't it after Labor Day? White? Come on. You know, it's just so the sweetheart stuff. neckline is so out of season. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so the UP lifestyle. Yeah. It has to be a little bit different than Milwaukee, obviously. Oh yeah. So I want you to explain to my audience what a pasty is. What a pasty? Pasty? Uh, a pasty is it's um i think like a cornish pie is is the english equivalent because so basically a bunch of miners moved to upper michigan upper wisconsin and they had to kind of craft a way to make big meals get underground and that's what a pasty became it's um potato rutabaga carrot and uh it's all wrapped in a in a pie crust and then they bake it uh for like an hour and it's it's really really good they're delicious they're not good <laughs> i have two in my freezer right now actually they're amazing <laughs> I so bring them back every time i go up <laughs> yeah the first time i ever had them was uh I, I I texted you where to get them. <laughs> yeah. And we used to we do this thing where we watch Eskenam and the Moonlight before we go <laughs> hunting. It's a very like most redneck thing I do. It's the most historical depiction of Upper Michigan. <laughs> it's, and, yeah. it's not that far off to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the accents are pretty dead. <laughs> yeah. But I and I got a pasty and we we all like ate it and we all were like not expecting it to be good at all because it sounds so boilerplate like it sounds it sounds like a coal miner would eat Eat that like that's what they need to eat (laughs) yeah but it was delicious yeah yeah i i suggest everyone go out and get reynolds pasties reynolds pasties in the freezer aisle at your local pick and save i think did you do uh did you do did you do ketchup that's the typical traditional way to do it. I did catch up on the side, but I don't even think you need it. I don't think you need it either. I like it because it's it's nostalgic. It's got to okay. be Heinz. Uh, oh. Fuck with that other ketchup. No. <laughs> it's got to <laughs> be, be Heinz. Got to be the fancy ketchup. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Very particular, but uh, but yeah, no, I yeah, do throw a little ketchup on there. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Good. Oh yeah. That's good. That's good. Put you right to sleep. A little food coma, a little baby in your belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's what's the biggest thing you miss about living up north Wisconsin or the UP? Is it dial up internet? Uh <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh my grandpa still has it. I I believe actually. <laughs> believe it or not. Um but no, actually so my dad and my grandpa live on the same lake and it's called the dead river basin which doesn't matter but it's a beautiful lake and they both live uh my grandpa's somewhat secluded my dad is very secluded like my phone hardly works he lives (laughs) on a dirt road it takes about uh an additional hour to get to his house so it's like an hour and a half to get out there basically from in town and yeah i mean he's got barely any neighbors it's just the most quiet place you've ever been in your life and it's it's such a little vacation for me when I go I could never live in that because I'm so ADHD but I miss uh being a little bit closer so it wasn't as far away and I could be there more often but it's like six hours for me to get to his place right now yeah Yeah. where he lives in the middle of nowhere (laughs) as you said it's a good getaway it's a good vacation yeah yeah, yeah. just get away unplug get not use your phone or anything because just because you can't you can't send anything totally yeah, that's awesome. He's got bluffs behind his house and blueberry patches. It is like a little weird fairy tale place. Now, did you did you spend a lot of time on the water? I did. Yeah. No. And then, so my grandpa, where he lives, is where my childhood camp was. And then him and my nana ended up moving out to the lake, and they tore that down and built like a big house there. But yeah, so I my summers, I would not even go into town. I would just be on a lake 
for like my entire summer some years and my mom had a camp as well on fish lake for you know the millions of fans of fish lake <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of i tell you what all fish lake listens to junior butts <laughs> so it's great that you're calling them out they love that no wake zone guys don't forget <laughs> fish lake is like from we're not in a very big park but fish lake is smaller than this park <laughs> so, but yeah no i spent my entire summers in the woods just ants and you know wasps stings and s'mores like all the bad all the good of basically living in a day camp as a child <laughs> it's very weird <laughs> um we're we're i mean we're in milwaukee now and obviously we're in in different times we're in we're in the covid times the pandemic times now we're going to kind of switch gears um i know you as a comedian but also you're a, a very vocal person on on human rights and a lot of different topics of that nature I guess we'll we'll get down to it. With uh, why should people vote? Like like, especially <laughs> our our age, a time right now that we should definitely be advocates for voting and getting your absentee ballots and making sure that we on uh, November fourth. Uh, well, we have an August election coming up oh. first, Judd. <laughs> I think it's on August eighth. I actually I I should look. I have my absentee ballot just came, so I'm gonna fill it out today probably. Put it in the mail. Why should we vote asking 26-year-old Reagan Nemo yeah. from Upper Michigan? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, 26-year-old Reagan Nemo from Upper Michigan, I believe, has a good voice for it. I've always, I've always thought that the younger generation needs to have a voice, and you've put things into perspective better than others. Well, thank you. Yeah. That is a hefty compliment. <laughs> I'm going to edit it out of the podcast. Don't worry about that. I guess just like my first initial reaction when people talk about why we should vote is to address people who don't want to vote or don't see the point voting i get it like it does it and if you're not even a woman you have no idea what it's like to, or, or 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 a survivor i should say not a woman because everyone can be a survivor it's really weird to look at two predatory men and say which one which one um, yeah but i just think it's important to do it particularly in your local elections, particularly in your local elections, because a lot of the things that people are upset about right now happen on a local level. And while the presidential elections garner a lot of interest, and um, obviously not only that, but they're kind of fun, exciting, even when it's shitty people, it's, it's entertainment. That doesn't happen on a local level. But a lot of the problems that you're probably frustrated with in your own town, wherever you are at, have to do with the people that you're putting in office, not in the White House, in your mayor's office or wherever, city hall, et cetera, et cetera, um, that are much closer to you than you'd expect. And I think that uh, in the last two years, because in my day job, I'm a paralegal, I've kind of gotten more cognizant about how the legal system is ferociously difficult to change exceedingly slow <laughs> yes that's it, everything moves at a snail's pace at a snail's pace and to be honest with you it it even when even though you're trying to um help everyone at, at the end of the day everybody kind of also gets harmed you know because mm -hmm. it's it's a rigorous process so i think that's why you should vote i guess to be honest with you if you if you if you're so fed up with the biden trump thing whatever fine 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 but you need to go vote for the local people for sure because yeah. there is a really good john oliver episode that uh i watched when i was in college and i was kind of like well i'm drunk <laughs> still because i'm just i'm just a drunk 21 year old running around <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, and I rewatched it recently and it, and it was a lot more impactful as to why, like why people don't go out and care about that. Cause everything that happens up top, there is like that trickle down, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that's happening locally happens faster to you. So you should care about that a, a lot more. Well, I mean, the people that are going for president are not much like me and you. Oh, not even slightly. No, 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 no. They, no matter who you were voting for, they would shit on your life. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> the people that are in office in your local ones, they're more doing me and you things. Yeah. You know, like things that will affect us more than the uppers. Yes. So that's that's a huge thing. And to- they care about Milwaukee. They're going to look at a specific problem here, the people who live here. And they're hopefully, you know, unfortunately right now we have GOP controlling the state senate and the state house uh, do they control both right now i don't exactly understand how that breakdown works all Maybe. i know is that robin voss can suck my dick <laughs> <laughs> he's a pile of shit <laughs> i just know that this guy sucks all right the gop is controlling the legislature the the, the legislature in wisconsin mm-hmm. is controlled by the gop entirely so you you need to focus on getting to you know if you're if you're not in Milwaukee M- Milwaukee is Democratic all of our districts for the most part the most so part. if you're in other districts that do g- tend to go red you need to definitely show up and vote because right now we have there like it doesn't matter what Evers is gonna do because the legislature if if you're if you're left leaning if you're right leaning I respect that me from my yeah. perspective being left wing. <laughs> Fuck your capitalism bullshit. Hate all of this. <laughs> I mean, anybody, either side should go vote. Oh, Cause, yeah, cause you should that's absolutely. That's the best thing to do. You it know? needs to reflect the people that are there. It absolutely, absolutely needs to. And that's, but that's why, especially if you are, if, if you are conservative as well, you need to show up and vote for your locals too, mm-hmm. because that's, it's the same, doesn't matter what you believe in, it's going to be the same kind of impact on you. And if you don't vote, I don't want to see anything on Facebook. Like, yeah. you can't have an opinion <laughs> on Facebook then. <laughs> you can't. You know what, especially, I want to hear more from third party people. I think it's kind of nuts, the, the, I am not a, an independent. Which to me, it's funny because the Democratic Party to me should be the the third party. (laughs) And then there should be a whole other left (laughs) way over there. (laughs) Who is the Chang? You know, because he was was the one who was going to give everyone money. (laughs) Wait, Chang? Andrew Yang? Yang, there you go. (laughs) I was uh, the guy from from Community, community, Ben Chang. (laughs) (laughs) I just binged that series during quarantine. Definitely, no. <laughs> Yang. We're gonna definitely cut Andrew that. Andrew Yang. It was Andrew like, Yang was 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 definitely Democrat. He was trying to be the Democratic nomination. Democrat. Yeah. Democrat. No. Dem. Dem. The DNC. We got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Easier to say. There's a black bag from that is from the That's bodega around store. the corner. That is definitely from a liquor store. No, it's from the bodega around the corner, which they do sell lots of liquor. It's just like a plastic bag, just tumbleweeding through just between America Jed and Beauty. I. Almost what Katy Perry's talking about, a bag just floating in the wind. That's right. Just nostalgia. Oh, I forgot about her. <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing? Katy Perry, if you're listening, good on you. Don't. Good on you. <laughs> Go make music. <laughs> Be relevant again. I think she has a kid. With <laughs> Orlando Bloom, I believe. Oh, good for her. Everybody deserves children yeah. if they want them. Yeah, with Orlando <laughs> Bloom. So it's a young pirate. Orlando Bloom? Yeah. Oh, We'll get. We're gonna have a little post podcast discussion about that. All right, that is good for her. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the coolest thing that happened to you recently. Yeah. 
So you are now on your, what I've just learned, on your second comedy album. <laughs> yes. You were on the Voice of Comedy Central, or used to be Voice of Comedy Central, Kyle Kinane's album, because yes. you opened for him and got to introduce him. So you're on 20 seconds of his album. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How cool is that? It sounds so stupid when you say it out loud. <laughs> it was really cool because I knew that they, he was releasing the album. And I found out that it was first going to be released on Pandora. And I was so excited. <laughs> One, to listen to it because it was a really, really good oh, hour. A great hour. I, and I had listened to all of his previous albums, so I went. I wanted to re-listen to this one because I remember just enjoying it so much when I was actually there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to download Pandora to listen to it, which I hate Pandora so Yeah, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. So I literally made a Pandora account in 2020 for no p- reason other than the year if I was on it. A little bit sooner than you would. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Just a few days. Literally like two <laughs> like, days. I want to listen to myself. Mm-hmm. But it's super cool. So yeah. the track you're on is the first track. It's called The Architect. Yeah, yeah. And you can hear yourself. Now, you're on another one as well. Yeah. Which I just learned. Who's the other one that you're on? Uh, Gareth Reynolds of The Dollop fame, which is a great podcast with Gareth Gareth and uh, Dave Anthony as well, who's another really good LA comic. They do host The Dollop. Gareth is from Milwaukee area, and they uh, wanted a Milwaukee host for when he when he was going to go ahead and record his album at Comedy on State. So That is so cool. Yeah, it was really, again, that was another phenomenal hour. Like, that, <laughs> that weekend of shows was so fun, both of them. But the other great part of that, the Canaan one, is that was actually on... He managed to record that album on St. Patty's Day weekend in Madison. Yeah. Which is like a, a complete nightmare. I'm going to break that. There we go. Keep that. Keep that. <laughs> I'm going to definitely keep that. St. Patty's Day weekend. <laughs> 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 but, um, so, yeah, like there was a lot of rowdiness happening, and he still managed to record that whole album. So it was really, really, really cool. <laughs> now... If you go and listen to Spotify, you don't get any residuals for that, right? No. <laughs> Why would? How Ladies cool would that be if, if you just get like 50 cents in the mail? Best joke I ever wrote. <laughs> ever wrote. If you want to go listen to Reagan, uh, go listen to Kyle Kinane's new album. You which should listen to that you album. You should go it's listen to really that album yeah. anyway. It's called Trampoline and Ditch. Yeah. It's a very good album. Very timely, too. It's funny because he wrote it. It's like the perfect album for pandemic times some of the topics that he talks about he talks about like urgent care in the emergency room is like some of the bed because it's in the midwest and he's from the midwest so he kind of jokes about that uh, midwest uh, work ethic attitude yes. yeah it- his his joke about never knowing an old kyle is so funny to me. oh yeah that is <laughs> it's so funny it's kind of a weird phenomenon i mean our generation starts become old and suddenly these names are <laughs> yeah, I exactly. presume children will start to be called Barbara and shit again. So you just did a weekend over at the, uh, Laughing, Tap. At the Laughing Tap. You featured on that. Now, this was your first show since COVID, right? Um, yes. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did do one mid-COVID show when stuff was starting to open up in Harbor Lights, Wisconsin. Why would you know it? You don't need to. You would never. <laughs> it's fall the harbor. It was the weirdest show I've ever been on. I showed up, and a man pulled up to me in swim trunks, Crocs, and nothing else on an ATV. and said, you here for the show? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hell like, yeah, Are brother. Are you? <laughs> You're not dressed. 
<laughs> sir. Um, it was just very bizarre. Very small town. Like the loveliest people. I won't. I won't lie. But it was. It was like. It made me kind of pissed because my whole UP hick persona was challenged by these people who are more backwoods than I am. And <laughs> I want to always be the most backwood per- backwoods person in the room, you know? <laughs> like, That's my I'm goal. in the UP. How are you even more UP than me? <laughs> yes. I've dug out an outhouse and made a new one. <laughs> Fuck you and your snowmobile i don't know whatever (laughs) (laughs) they turned into all jet ski just because it's one this cabin you rent on shano lake it's not (laughs) that's not a camp (laughs) it's a vacation home so are so post covid or or during covid how are the shows like how the audience how is everything are you more timid on stage or are there things that affect you that like you don't you can't see as much laughter because more people have masks or yeah my first my first set was not my best like your confidence level drops so drastically especially because like i there have been some opportunities to do mics and stuff around the city Mm -hmm. but throughout july both me and my boyfriend elijah who's another comic in milwaukee we were seeing a lot of family especially me and a lot of my family has heart issues and stuff like that so i was trying to kind of play it safe and just not do it also just take a break you know a little reset on your life because open miking is the best way to get good at comedy and the best way to kill yourself uh slowly yeah it's (laughs) the best way to make yourself hate yourself yeah (laughs) you will improve but you will also gain 30 pounds (laughs) develop a smoking habit just all of the things um yeah my first it was yeah you're like confidence is gone the audience the first night was also weird like we were talking about a little bit beforehand it just felt like people have gotten so used to watching television and even when something's funny when you watch a tv show i don't always laugh out loud because it's like i'm alone that's weird <laughs> yeah it just was kind of goofy the second night of shows was much better i think people drank more i think that helps to remember what it was like in the before time <laughs> yeah we're like yeah. we're outside we're doing something <laughs> yeah we're having beers it's yeah amazing. suddenly it's normal yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was overall an amazing weekend, though. And of course, Tom Johnson, who I think has been on your podcast yeah, before, yep, was Tom. there and he crushed as usual. And then Sean Finnerty was the headliner, who is very cool, dude, was working out of L.A., but I guess it's going to go work out of uh, Ireland for a little while while covid is you yeah because covid's not a problem there because people just you know fucking stayed home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different like each, each country is dealing with it differently so that's so smart because my brother lives in la and everything oh, yeah. shut down there does like, he really just, yeah just shut down i can imagine it's scary and, yeah, yeah and, well he works in the music industry and there's no one doing anything in the music industry so it's real rough right now you know no one's touring or anything so it's like what, you know, what do you doing? do? Yeah. yeah. And, and Zoom shows are the least satisfying thing. I know people have been doing them in quarantine and I I was supposed to do one that I ended up not doing. Um but I think I would rather get coronavirus than do a Zoom show. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'll tell you what, what it is. It's a very humbling experience doing a Zoom show. I did one, and I basically was like, I'm going to do some material, but I don't want to do anything I did before. I don't want to do the same 10 minutes I had pre-COVID. Right, right, right. What, then what have I been doing with this entire time? Nothing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then you don't, you don't grow or anything. Right. So I did all new stuff, but also everyone's on mute. Yeah. And Fuck that. It's not Unmute like you, yourselves. Let but also, you. like, <laughs> the Zoom, if you're talking, you're the big one. Oh, is that what happened? 
So it's okay. like, are we looking at the the audience is a bunch of small people b- below? That's true, because you either have to do the tile view, right, or you do the priority view. I didn't even think about that kind of logistic thing. Yeah, but yeah, you don't. Yeah. You want to make sure you're like in view and stuff. So it yeah. was so. It was very hard. It was very hard. It'd be stressful. And and I did I it. I, I was happy I did it. <laughs> and then like people that were people were on it. They were like, "Oh, you did good." And I'm like, "I don't know if I like. I don't, I don't feel know. I don't. <laughs> you don't really know. You do not know if you did good or not. You right. don't know the audience reaction. You don't know." Yeah. Right. 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 Oh man, yeah. that would be yeah. No, I'm I'm gr- glad I haven't done them. So. Yeah. And Thanks for verifying that I'm not going to do one. Yeah, but <laughs> if you want to go do them, go be, by all means. I'm sure some of them are great. Like, yeah, no, know, no, no, no. There is one I want to do. Um, I think the one that I do want to do, there's one in uh, Madison that's being done by Cynthia Marie. I know is doing it. I think Dion is, Dion Green, I think, is involved in it. I think it's a roast show, isn't uh, it? It is a roast show. And I was supposed to roast Dion. That was the one I was going to do and then didn't end up doing. But I might do that one because... You only have to do one minute of material, so they keep it moving quick, you know, yeah. which I think making somebody do 10 minutes on Zoom is, like, the worst form of torture you could ever <laughs> inflict. Like, do, like, two-minute set, you know, three-minute. Like, just, like, I think the rapid fire is a better way to go about that also, setup. I think just, like, roast jokes can do better on a... Uh, rapid fire. Well, also in a visual video platform. Yeah, for sure. Because they're just quick hitters. They're not, like... Right. long-winded stories that you have to pay attention to and right. then the only payoff is at the end you know so right. yeah. i agree with that so you live with another comic i do yeah what is that like do you guys i mean obviously we, <laughs> <laughs> what is it do you just rub in his face that here on two comedy uh, comedy no. albums and he's on zero do you ever say that to him he rubbed it in his face more than i <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, the nice thing about our different, like, kind of styles of comedy and then us dating is we are both very good at very different parts of it. And that is kind of, uh, kind of alleviates that. Well, you were still being competitive. It kind of alleviates it being too nasty, you know? Yeah. He's a... Is it nice to bounce jokes off of people? Like, you know, in that setting, do you bounce a lot of jokes off each other? Or no? I feel like we occasionally do... I feel like, if anything, we're more so talking out loud at someone to kind of formulate the idea ourselves. Okay. And I feel like, also, because we're a little competitive, we'd never take the other's advice, even if it was really good. It's <laughs> 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 just kind of part of it. Yeah, but, um, that makes so sense. Actually, he has definitely helped uh, me with, like, timing or changing a word just to punch up a joke. It's not like we are really bouncing ideas off each other that often. Usually it's just like a get off stage thing and he's like, hey, if you say surprising instead of interesting, that's a real example from one of my actual jokes. Yeah. That would, or, yeah, surprising instead of interesting, that joke will go better. And yeah, it did. So. I mean, he's a great comedian, obviously. He's, he's, I've had him on my show before and we don't talk too much about him because this is about you right now. That's right, this is about me. Uh, but it, it's got it's got to be nice to have have you know someone of that level that you trust. I think it's just like really nice. I know firsthand. We all do because we all know people who are comedians and in relationships. That stand up can be a very huge strain on a relationship. But because we both are together, I think that we're really forgiving of each other's schedule and free time. Because I do require quite a bit of, of alone time and just to yeah yeah try to work on shit or even just to like watch. I, I try to take at least an hour a day to watch and write if possible. 
Not always successful in that yeah. endeavor, but <laughs> no. Do you guys? You guys probably watch different stuff. Oh yeah, I think I think my who I are, would be like my go-to comics are not his. Mm-hmm. I obviously I'm a Canaan fan because that was one of my coolest earliest yeah. interactions. I really love Kathleen Madigan. I could listen to her albums on repeat. I also love Sarah Millican. There, I always want to say McGillan, and it's not. It's Sarah Millican. Uh, she's a UK. Um, she works pretty clean too, which mm-hmm. is weird because I don't, <laughs> I don't at all. And yeah, uh, I could again listen to her all day. I'm trying to think of somebody recently that I've gotten into. He did get me really into Dad, uh, Dad Daniels, Chad Daniels, because <laughs> that's the name of his album. That's the name of his his most recent album. <laughs> he did get me really into into Chad Daniels, who is just like the best like Midwest dad comic I could ever. Midwest sarcastic, sarcastic. Because that's yeah. my favorite thing is his attitude on his kids are like. I don't care about these kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like my kids, which is which is a very funny like stance to take yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't think he's like I like I'm also a big Maria Bamford fan, and oh. it's just something I don't think that that's quite his. Yeah, she, well, she's just a. I think she's a genius. I think she might be the best comic of like <laughs> our. I would say like following Chappelle, like I she might be. Oh, she's up there. She's yeah. in like she's in the lore. Like you know, have you listened she, to her February album from this year, dude? I'm not. It's okay if not. No, I'm no, no. not. I mean, I, I kind of almost missed it because it's like right when Corona's happening, yeah. right? But yeah, she released a new album in February of this year, and it is it is insanely phenomenal. I, well, I love her show. Her show was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also she was on Arrested Development. Like she, yeah. Well, she started off with like Galvanic and stuff. Like, so like, she's, yeah. she's been with, with Oswald and, and Galf Yeah. Like, she's on... When I first when I first started comedy, one of the things that got me into it was a it was it's called the comedians of comedy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's it was it was their spoof off of the kings of comedy. I know what you're talking it about. It was yeah. Oswald, Galifianakis, mm-hmm. uh, John H. Benjamin, and yes. Marie Bamford. Yeah, it was so funny. Um, speaking of Pat Oswald, his new album very good. No, the one on Netflix. Yes, you liked it. I did like it. I didn't like it. And then, tell me why you liked it. I liked it because it was him explaining. I mean, he's he's had his uh, his the most traumatic. Yeah, the most traumatic. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he could laugh about that and it kind of made me like bring joy. Like I felt joy for him. Wait, wait, wait. Were you? Did you watch the one where his wife died? Where he talks about his wife dying? Yeah, he talked about it on the new one. He, no, Judd, you're behind on your specials, man. He released a new one this year. Yeah, and with it's the, and then it went, and then and then I had the comedian after. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the comedian after was awful. I did not like that. I didn't even watch him. <laughs> oh, I tried. I was it. so bummed out. Okay, so so this is not the one where he talks about Michelle dying and like explaining to Alice because that's the pre that was. Uh, Fuck! What is that? No, 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 no. Like, but this one he talks about his new he, wife. His new wife, which oh, I felt gotcha, joy, gotcha. which I felt joy because just how happy he was in his new yeah in new relationship, and that and that made me he's happy. healing. Yeah, it made me happy for him. Yeah, totally, totally. And then I watched the comedian that he's like, oh, this guy's very funny. It's on my new special, but he never had a special. So you watch it afterwards. I made it maybe five minutes. <laughs> was it bad? I, it was uh. not in like well, it wasn't shot the same, and you like went from this big production to into a club of like 70 people (laughs) and it was like he's he's a very in your face comedian okay and going from oswald who was not and kind of just joking about being a nerd and stuff like that yeah and then this guy was just aggressively in your face like a uh, like a bill burry kind of um, he i think i think he said in the first part 
I'm going to shoot a lot of jokes at you. I don't care if you laugh or not, but you're getting them. And then this kept going. It's you, You'd have to watch it for I me. I will. I will. I'll check it out. And then we'll we'll, we'll shit on it the next time <laughs> yeah. we do this. You're, you're not going to like it. <laughs> all right. All right. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's great to see you. It's great to yes. see you. Uh, just sit six feet away. We both still some... exist in the world. <laughs> yeah. What, Believe it or not. I guess I always will we'll end on this. Uh, what What do you hope to get out of comedy uh, post post COVID? What, what are we gonna do? Look at that little baby. <laughs> that is the cutest little baby in the it's world. Just a little baby on Junior Oh, what do I hope to get out of post? Wait, how, uh, wait. Do Do you mean uh, when it's over? Like, what do I want to make of my time? With that, is yeah, yeah. Like, what, what's what's what do you see the goal is coming out of this? Like, what do you what do you what do you uh, hope for? Oh man! So one thing I was actually just talking about this after the Laughing Tap show with Chris Schmidt. I think post pandemic, I want to be able to write a bit with intention. I don't really know how I write my bits right now. I just kind of come up with a topic. I write down a load of shit. And what I think would be the button at the end, you know, the uh, not even necessarily a punchline, but like how I'm going to finish the joke. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, I'm not a set up punchline person and I'm never going to be. It's yeah. just now my brain works. I want at the end of quarantine to be able to be like, this is how the joke will go. And I know I'll get a laugh here and I'll get a laugh here. This is unnecessary. I'm going to cut that out. I want to be able to do that Yeah. versus going up on stage, barfing into the mic for five minutes and then just kind of figuring it out by by f- repeated failure and repetition alone. <laughs> I want to be able to go up knowing this is a complete joke, even if I'm going to add to it and change it, but like yeah. this is a finished joke. I, I don't think I've ever written a joke by doing it finished on stage. I have built jokes by telling worse shitty pieces of the joke and then putting it together. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and if you've never seen Reagan do comedy, please go to one of her shows in Milwaukee. She's all over Milwaukee. Post COVID, she'll be she'll be going and yeah. Uh, during COVID, apparently she's uh, she's on a few shows. So yes. check her out. A uh, very funny comedian. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Thank today. you, Judd. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And just a little little plug: the Laughing Tap are doing shows, and as are other places around the city. Mm-hmm. Like the Hino Open Mic is also doing Tuesday and Friday open mics, and they are taking hella precautions. Yeah, all kinds just, of guards. Just heard uh, they're putting a. A shield up in between the comedians and the and the, and audience. the audience. So that's gonna be great. Everybody's doing the masks. It's yeah, good. yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you for for being on. Thank you for listening to Judd and Earbuds, guys. Until next time, I'm your host Judd, and stay safe. Wear a mask, everybody. Peace. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Yelich, what's your favorite comedy podcast? Um, I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go Judd and Earbuds.